Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs. Okay, so for today's episode, last week I was scrolling through the episodes of a new podcast that I wanted to listen to, and one of the episode titles that caught my eye was Top 5 Most Influential Books. Now, this was a health podcast, so of course they were health-related books, but as someone who loves to read and also as someone who is, you know, I'm kind of (laughs) nosy, and I love to know what other people are reading and what other people are doing, um, this episode was totally my jam. So it inspired me to want to create an episode for our podcast and talk about some of my favorite personal growth and business growth books. One of my coaches, Jordan Duvall, once told me, there's no such thing as business problems. There are only personal problems that show up in your business. And that was one of those like mind-blowing moments for me. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And it's really that that phrase has really stuck with me and kept me motivated to continue to grow as a person in the continued growth of wanting to evolve my business. And yes, of course, we need the practical business skills and strategies, but in order to grow our businesses, we have to be developing our mindset as well. So that's why these are kind of mushed together, where I've got both personal growth and business growth books, because I think that they're so intertwined. And even though I'm someone who enjoys reading, I love to read, I've really struggled to make it a priority since having kids. I was an avid reader before having kids and then, you know how it goes, you start having babies and whoosh, like your time is just no longer your own and years have gone by and you realize that you haven't really picked up a book. So about seven years ago, I got really serious about reading again. And I gave myself the goal of just reading 10 pages of a book at night before I went to bed. 
that was it. Like that was the goal, just 10 pages a night. And it's amazing how you can get through at least a book a month at that speed. So after doing that for probably a year, I upped it to 10 pages in the morning and 10 pages at night. And I doubled the number of books that I was reading in a month. And I doubled the number of books that I read that year. Um, you know, the saying readers are leaders. I just, I totally believe that that's true. And the best leaders and the best mentors I've had have all made reading a priority and intentionally create space in some aspect. I get that not everyone loves to read, but like my biggest influential mentors and leaders in my life have been people who have created space for personal growth and who have made their own personal growth a priority. So if you're at a place where you you want to read more and you just can't find the time, I suggest starting with just 10 pages a day because I know you have time for that. I know that time I waste in mindless scrolling throughout the day, I could easily fill with 10 pages of a book, even with little ones around. And I think it's really good for your kids to see you reading and learning new things as well. More is caught than taught. So when your kids see you opening up a book more often than they see you opening up your phone or flipping on the TV. I think that that like they're going to emulate that as well. And they're going to gravitate towards those habits, which I think really serve them. So I really admire this about Lindsay, just how dedicated she is to growing and to learning new things in her business and in life. And I totally agree. Reading is so important and our minds really love stories. So personally, I'm more of a fiction reader. I love books that bring my already vivid imagination to life. And I usually read read two books at a time, though. So I will read one fiction. And I'll be honest, I usually get sucked into that one and read it way faster than I planned. And I'll stay up later than I should (laughs) just reading the book. And then I'll read a nonfiction book. Typically, it's like a Christian book, either on counseling or parenting, things like that. But these last couple of months, I've actually been juggling, juggling five books and that's a lot (laughs) oh my gosh it's so overwhelming it's not my normal I don't enjoy it I don't plan on keeping it this way one is of course a fiction book but I'm also enrolled in this course in my church and so I have three books that I'm studying from one is a case study style book so at least it's easier for me to digest because I think I might be losing my mind otherwise (laughs) and then there's another one that's I'm in a business mastermind and every month we read a business book together and so I'm going to be totally transparent here though like that's the only way to get me to read a business book is if I am pretty much in a group and I have that accountability and people are always so surprised when I say this, but business books are my least favorite to read. I just, I don't know why, you know, people assume because my background's in business that I'd be a total business book junkie, but I've had, you know, great success getting my business knowledge through other resources that I, and I find reading books so enjoyable that um, I kind of keep it more hobby based, but I think that as long as you're reading anything, that that is a step in the right direction and make sure that's something that you enjoy. So if you love business, if you love personal growth, whatever you love, just be reading as my two cents. Agreed. Totally, totally agree. Um, And I love to read like at the beginning of the year when I pick out some of the books that I want to read that year, I always try to make sure that there's a good variety there. And I usually am reading two, you know, definitely more than one book at a time, usually two. And one of those is usually something around personal growth or business. And then the other one is usually uh, something spiritual or about parenting or marriage or finances or health or something in that category. So right now I'm reading a parenting book called Give Them Grace 
dazzling your kids with the love of Jesus. And it is so good. It is, it's so good. Okay. So that book sounds like one I would love to read. So I think I'm going to buy it right after this recording. Yes. And I would give you my copy, but it's all highlighted up and that might be annoying to you. So (laughs) it it probably would be. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Um, And then I'm also reading a really good book um, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. And I have a feeling that when I, by the time I finish that book, it may bump out one of these books that I'm going to talk about today on this top six list, because already it is, it's blowing my mind. Um, and I think that, you know, reading it's, it's obviously a great way to acquire more education, but you know, sometimes I forget that like I'll, I'll see someone in the coaching industry or I'll see this doctor whose work I really admire. And when I realize, okay, you have this expert who has taken their entire life's work or at least like all of their work on a certain topic and poured it into a book, you're really getting the benefit of hundreds of hours of their research, their teaching, their training, their coaching. And it's for like less than 20 bucks. Um, It's really the most affordable coaching out there. So if you're in a place where you're like, I'd love to have a business coach, I'd love to have a mindset coach, and you can't quite afford that, dive into books because it's all the content there that they would teach you. It's just then your job to implement it. You don't have that accountability of someone, but the education aspect is there. Okay. So you gave me the chills talking about that because that statement right there is just so true. And I can say this as an author, so much work and dedication goes into writing a book. And I just think that sometimes we maybe take it for granted or we don't always see the value inside of a book. But I love what you just pointed out because it's so true that you are getting super affordable information, knowledge and coaching like you can't beat it. Yeah, there. I mean, I will admit there are times there are books that I have bought that I haven't read yet only because I want to support that particular person. Like I love, like maybe they have a blog that they, that I love reading, or like there are so many cookbook authors out there who have a blog with tons of free recipes. And I just want to buy their book because I just want to support them. Like they put out so much free content. I'm like, I will just, I, it's a a, a tangible way to support people. And I think that good energy comes back to you. So you're speaking (laughs) like to my heart right now, because not only do authors pour so much time into it, but many authors, like people don't realize that they don't make much money. Sure, they use it to go into speaking events and it opens doors for them, their books, but it's not a huge money-making thing. So anytime you can support an author. Oh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then in addition to education, I think that when we are engaged in reading about a particular topic, it helps keep us motivated and engaged in that area. So I've been in the health health and wellness field for a while, like- We're going on two decades here and sometimes I get bored or I get burnt out and nothing gets me more excited about taking better care of myself and my own health than reading a book about health. And when I get bored with my workout routine, I just, I know when I hit that spot where I'm just not motivated and I'm bored, I'm like, okay, I need to hop on YouTube. I need to watch some videos. I need to read a couple articles. And it just, it always revives my motivation to move my body when I just read something. So even if you feel like, oh, things are fine, you know, in my marriage, reading a book on marriage gets you excited about growing and deepening your marriage. So that's why I'm always encouraging my clients to read health books, not because I think they need to know all the science or all of the, you know, everything behind that, but 
or, you know, they're not going to become an expert. They're not going to coach others. But I really believe that by being actively engaged in that type of thought work, you stay more motivated. Oh, that's such a good point. And it's really true for me. For one of the reasons I actually love reading fiction so much is it really motivates me to then go and write my novels. Like, it's amazing just how reading almost anything can just propel you forward and push you and motivate you. And it helps with my discipline so much more is like my routine is to always read before I write. And then I normally will stay inside of my book a lot longer. So I love that. Okay. Well, let's get to this list. I apologize that it's taken us this long intro, but we had a lot to say before we got into the list. Um, and I have to tell you that narrowing these books down to six was really hard, like torture, um, especially because I've been in the business world for a number of years now. So what I realized when I was creating this list is that often the right kind of book comes into your life at the right time. And it may serve you so well for that season, but then you grow, then you up level and you're ready for something new. Um, so an example I, ha- I realized as I was looking through my bookshelf and my books is that now I know this, this particular author at the moment of recording is a very controversial figure. So just putting that out there. I'm, I'm going there, you guys. But I loved Rachel Hollis's books. A lot of people love her and are super fans. A lot of people cannot stand her. Like she's very, she's a very polarizing figure. Um, but I really enjoyed her books. I did not and do not follow her closely on social media. I don't listen to her podcast. I know that, you know, she's got coaching programs. There are a lot of ways to get Rachel Hollis that I have not tapped into. But I really loved her books. And for me, I think those small doses that I got of Rachel Hollis during a particular time in my life and in my journey, her message really resonated with me. And it was encouraging to me. And it was powerful. Like when I was flipping through her books last week, I realized how many highlights that were in there and how many aha moments I have. So at one point in my life, her books would have made my my top six, but not now, (laughs) not today. Um, And then Also, I think it's important to remember that not every book you read are you going to love and resonate with all of it. And that's okay. You need to, we all need to, this is me too, I'm still learning this, is to, you know, pick out the meat and spit out the bones. So there may be some books where you just pull out one key concept that changes your life, but the rest just really didn't hit the mark. And that's okay. Yes, that is such good advice that I think everyone should follow. And I too actually read one of Rachel Hollis's books. I have friends at the time who were like raving about her and I didn't know much really about her at all. I don't follow her on social or anything like that, but I read her book and I'm going to be honest, it didn't connect with me at all. I didn't like it. I couldn't understand what my friends were talking about. So I really like that you bring this up because there are two things that I always tell people when they're reading is first thing is don't allow one book to get you into a reading funk because I've done, I've been there before where I used to like force myself to finish books and sometimes it would get me like not motivated to read anymore. So don't let a book get you in a funk. And the second thing is, if you don't like a book, it's okay to stop in the middle. I know there's plenty of people that force themselves to finish a bad book or a book that makes them miserable reading, but please don't do that to yourself, my friend. Give yourself permission to read what you will actually serve you, your life and your business. Our time is so limited in each day. And not only that, by reading something that you dislike or even hate, you're really draining your energy. Such, that's 
thank you for giving me permission to do that because I will often struggle through a book that I'm not loving just because I, I'm a finisher and I'm like, no, I will finish. So I used to do that. And then I'm like, I'm wasting my time and my energy. Thank you. Thank you for that permission. Okay. So let's jump in. I'm going to give you my top six. And if you are curious to hear the entire top 15 list (laughs) that I had such a hard time narrowing it down, there will be a link in the show notes, or you can just email me lindsay at lindsayliveswell.com or shoot me a message on Instagram. And I am happy to supply you with that complete list. I'm just not going to go through it all here on the podcast. Okay. So book number one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I talk about Atomic Habits all the time. It is the best book I've ever read on habit change. And I actually recommend it to all of my nutrition clients because when we're working on improving our wellness, it really comes down to habit change. And the book is full of practical strategies that will teach you exactly how to form good habits, break bad habits, and master the tiny behaviors that lead to remarkable results. I know we all think it's like, big things that lead to big results, but it's not. It is the tiny things that we do day in and day out. And if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your systems. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. We don't rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems and our habits. So some takeaways from this book for me were, first of all, how to make time for new habits, even when life gets crazy. Second, how to overcome a lack of motivation and willpower. And I see this so often with my nutrition coaching clients and people I'm talking to about business, that motivation and willpower are like the biggest obstacles that so many people face. So Oh my goodness, so many great nuggets from this book. Um, Designing your environment to make success easier, how to get back on track when you fall off, of course. It's, It's such a great book. I just, I cannot recommend it enough for every single person, no matter what your goals are. So no matter what industry you're in, Atomic Habits will change your life. The second book, book number two, is called The Desire Map, and that is by Danielle Laporte. This book was actually recommended to me by one of my colleagues in nutrition school as we were graduating from school and and getting into the actual starting of our businesses. And at the time, I thought that this was, I thought this type of book was like way too woo-woo for me. (laughs) Like I wanted the practical, the tangible, like the business building strategies. I was telling Brandy, I was like, no, I need to learn how to make funnels. I need to learn about marketing. I need to learn about client software management tools. But she was saying, no, Lindsay, I think that this is the work that you need to do first. And I am forever grateful for the moment in my life when this book came into it. So many of us have, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you know, you're a business-minded person, you're an entrepreneur, and a lot of us have quarterly objectives. We have goals. We have bucket lists. We have strategic plans. We've got big dreams, and we've got plans to achieve those big dreams no matter what, except we are not, we don't realize that we're not chasing the goal itself. We're actually chasing the feeling that we hope achieving that goal will give us, which 
What that really means is that we have the procedures of achievement upside down. We go after the stuff we want to have, that we want to get, or we want to accomplish, and we just hope that we'll be fulfilled when we get there. And when you think about it like that, especially considering that we're all so individual, it's uh, the system that we have is so backwards. And I think that it's what leads to a lot of burnout, um, especially in the women that I talk to. So what if... Instead of just chasing the goals that you think have been set for you, like when I think about mine, it was, okay, get good grades in high school so that you can go to a good college, get good grades in college so you can get a job and, you know, get that degree and get married and have kids and buy a house. And, you know, it was just all these things that I thought that I was supposed to be doing. And I never really got clear on how I actually wanted to feel in my life. And so Danielle Laporte calls these goals with soul, where you really get clear on how you want to feel. So inside of this book, inside of the desire map, Danielle guides you through this whole like holistic life planning process that for me just totally revolutionized the way that I, that I wanted to go after what I wanted in life. So the book is part education, part inspiration, and it's also part workbook which I love because I love putting pen to paper. (laughs) And at the end, you will walk away from that book having identified what your core desired feelings are. So I have five core desired feelings and every day I do something that acknowledges and speaks to all five of those feelings. So one of them, one of my core desired feelings is to be connected. So I want to feel like I'm part of community and connected to others. And when I neglect that, when I get so focused on being a solopreneur and, you know, just so focused kind of in my, my little bubble and I'm not making that effort to connect with others, that's when I feel like I'm struggling. I'm losing motivation. I'm, you know, on this downward spiral. Um, another one of my core desired feelings is courageous. So every day I make a point to acknowledge something I did that took bravery. I want courage to be part of what I embody every single day. So again, the desire map by Danielle Danielle Laporte. I cannot recommend it enough for everyone, but especially if you are just setting goals for yourself based on your industry or based on what other people around you are doing. And I'm so guilty of this. I was talking to a coach the other day and just hearing about the success she was having automatically made me think, oh, well, I need to structure my business like that. And I need to have goals like that. And, you know, and then the next day I talked to, you know, someone who has a podcast and I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. I need to have goals like that too. So just to put your blinders on and really like recognize that you need goals that connect with the kind of life you want and want to create on a soul level. I can't be nodding my head hard enough right now. (laughs) I'm glad this is resonating. (laughs) Okay, so on to book number three. So this one is called The 5 a.m. Club, and it's by Robin Sharma. So the the subtitle for this book is Own Your Morning, Elevate Your Life. So it's obviously a book about morning routines, which if you follow me on social media or have listened to our podcast in the past, I love morning routines. I love talking about routines. So I thought that this book was going to be about how to wake up at 5 a.m. and create a successful morning routine, but it's actually written more like a story. It really is. Like 
the book is a story about two strangers who are at these struggling points of their life and they come together and they meet this really eccentric tycoon and he becomes their secret mentor. And it's the book is about their journey. So it's kind of part manifesto for mastery. It's part playbook for productivity and it's also part companion for just a really a really beautiful life. So the 5 a.m. Cha- 5 a.m. club it it like all these books. I'm going to say this about every single one. It changed my life. So, throughout this story, Robin Sharma does such a really beautiful job of teaching how great, you know, business leaders, the world's wisest people, um you know, all sorts of successful people in different industries, how they start their mornings to produce the achievements that they've done. He also teaches a really cool formula that you can use when you wake up to feel inspired, to feel focused, to feel, you know, it's one thing to like get out of bed at 5am, but it's another thing to actually wake up and have like a drive to get the most out of your day. He also has a step-by-step method to protect the quietest hours of that morning so that you actually have time for the things that we often think we don't have time for, right? For exercise, for self-renewal, for personal growth. Those are the things that go when we're in that mode of kind of just survival and working on our business, taking care of our family. Um, He's also got like he's woven some science in there, some really interesting neuroscience based practices that um, that help make it easy to to wake up in the morning while other people are sleeping. Like sometimes I get sad when I'm like, I'm the rest of the world is still getting, you know, sleep. And here I am, you know, in the dark working. So just really great practices for helping you actually achieve that precious time for yourself, which allows us to think, express our creativity, begin our day peacefully instead of being rushed. I notice such a difference the days when I wake up in a mode where I am rushed versus the days where I wake up and and I, I start my day with peace. And it translates into every aspect of my life. So he also gives a lot of tactics for defending your gifts, your talents, your dreams against digital distraction, which we all suffer from, um, all sorts of diversions in our life so that we can enjoy the work that we're doing and the impact that we're making in the world. So I will say this about the 5am club. It was, it was incredibly inspiring. It was full of practical strategies. And I highlighted so many parts of this book and I still do not wake up at (laughs) 5am. So (laughs) if you are like, you know what, Lindsay, I just don't ever see myself getting into the habit of waking up at 5am, don't let that discourage you from reading this book. Because even if you're like me and you're part of the 5.30am club or the 6am club, you will still get so much out of this book. And just the way that it's written and the story aspect of it makes it a really enjoyable read. Okay, so number four, around four out of six here, is called Woman Code. And it is by Elisa Vitti. So Woman Code is technically a health book, but it made this list because I think it's a health book that every single woman should read. I think it should be like required reading for women in high school, Um, especially the female business owner, because it teaches you so much about how to work with your female rhythms and cycles. And yes, from a nutrition standpoint, but also with how you run your business. So Think about this for a moment. Okay, men and women both have hormonal cycles. So men have a 24-hour hormonal cycle that is repeated day after day, 
year after year, it is the same every single day. And our society is really geared to run around men's hormonal cycles. Women have four cycles throughout the month. We have our menstrual phase, which is when we're bleeding, followed by the follicular phase, the ovulation phase, and then the luteal phase. So our hormonal cycles vary what's happening with our body, with all of our different hormones, the levels that they're at, what's happening at different times of day, that varies every single phase. And that impacts what our energy levels are, our ability to concentrate, how well we work with others, how task-oriented we are, our sleep, our appetite, it affects everything. So right now I'm in my follicular phase, which means my brainstorming and creativity is high. So for me, this is a great time to be thinking big about my business and setting intentions. Honestly, I wanted nothing to do with checking off my to-do list this week. I was just I was putting way more things on there because my creative juices were flowing then, and I was not interested in getting tasks done. Um, all I was doing was just coming up with new ideas. But I know that when I'm in my luteal phase, that is all about completion and wrapping things up and checking things off your to-do list. So I'm at I'm not spending this week thinking what's wrong with me. Why can't I buckle down and cross things off my list? I have a piece because I know, hey, my luteal phase is right around the corner. And that's when all of this big brainstorming that I'm doing, that's when I really get into that completion mode. So having a basic, you know, you don't need to understand everything about hormones, but just having a basic understanding of these four phases is so life-changing because it allows you to predict at what times of the month you are best suited for certain types of projects and work. And it also alleviates that feeling of like, what's wrong with me when you just don't have the motivation to do certain types of work. So during my menstrual phase, I really don't want to be networking and socializing. It's a time of introspection and drawing in. So I just, I make sure that I try to carve out a little bit of loan time for myself during that phase so that I've got that time for introspection. And also I try not to, you know, that wouldn't be when I want to do it, like schedule a networking event or something like that, because that's just not where my energy is. If there are daunting things on my to-do list, I don't even, I won't even put it on my list for that week unless I'm in my luteal phase, because I know that that's when I'm going to have the energy. That's when I'm going to be cleaning out closets and reconciling my bank accounts. Like I just love doing that kind of stuff during that phase of my cycle. So the book is called Woman Code, but there's also an app called MyFlow, M-Y-F-L-O. And it is the best $2.99 you will ever spend on your female health. It was also created by Elisa Vitti. So it's a great companion to Woman Code. Um, so it, you know, it, tracks your monthly cycle. Um, so you'll know, you know, when you're ovulating, when you're going to start your period, but it also gives you insight every single day. Like you just click on that day and it tells you, this is the cycle that you're in. And this is what you can expect from your hormones. This is what your energy is going to be like. This is the best types of food to eat. This is the best type of exercise to do during this phase. And then it also allows you to track your symptoms. So there are a lot of things that pop up that are cyclical in nature, but we don't really recognize that. We just think, oh my God, Every once in a while, I'm moody. Every once in a while, I have breast tenderness. Every once in a while, I have breakouts. But so many of those things are attributed to our hormones and have a cyclical nature to them. So it's just... Again, I'm putting on my health coach hat here a little bit, but this is, I've had a lot of clients who 
really don't want to know a lot about health, but read this book and feel like it's just enough to to be super empowering. And then if you are already a little bit into health stuff, then I would say her next book, Elisa Vitti's next book is called In the Flow. And that's what I would recommend for a more in-depth and complex, like it's more complex than Woman Code. So if you're into health and hormones and this is all fascinating to you, I would say read In the Flow. But if you're not, then I would start with Woman Code and work your way up. Okay. <laughs> I'm just doing all this talking. Thanks, Ashlyn. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So the fifth book is called Awaken the Giant Within, and it is by Tony Robbins. Now, this book is massive. It is over 500 pages. It took me almost two months to read it at 10 pages a day. It was like a summer, I think, two or three years ago. Um, but I, I just, I highlighted so many different parts of this book, and it is a gold mine for developing a powerful mindset and mastering your emotions, your body, your relationships, your finances, every aspect of your life. So if you're not familiar with Tony Robbins, I feel like most people have heard of him, but he's really, I mean, as far as like, he's kind of an icon in the United States, um, in the science, the science of peak performance, like he studies the psychology of change and he is a great example of what a powerful, powerful coach is. So this book is so big because it's really a step-by-step program to teach self-mastery. Like if you were to enroll in one of Tony Robbins's courses for like multiple thousands of dollars, this is what you would learn. He's just dialed it down into a 500 page book, which is amazing. So he walks you through, you know, how to discover what your true purpose is, the practical strategies for taking control of your life, and then also how to actually follow through on those things. So they're not just a thought, they're not just a dream, but there's something you actually bring to fruition. So it is just, it's my favorite mindset book of all time. And there really are, I feel like there are multiple books worth of education just within this one book. So of all the books that I was flipping through as I was creating this list for you guys, this is the one that I set aside to reread this summer. I was like, oh, I've got to go through this again. There are just, it's just a gold mine. Um, okay. And then the sixth and kind of final book here, you guys, it was so hard to pick out only six. I felt like it was torture. I felt like I was having to pick a favorite child. That's how it felt like betrayal to the ones that didn't make the list. So again, if you want, if you're interested in what I had beyond the top six, because I really did have like a top 15, just, you can click the link in the episode description you can send me an email, lindsay at lindsaylivswell.com, or just send me a message on Instagram, and I'm happy to give you the rest of the list. Okay, so number six is called Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management for Busy Moms by Kate Northrup. Now, if you're not familiar with Kate Northrup, I am a total Kate Northrup fangirl. I am a member of Origin, her coaching program. I have listened to her podcast for years. I just love so many things about her style and teaching of coaching. And what I think is interesting about Kate Northrup is she's the exact opposite of Tony Robbins. And this is the exact opposite type of book as like the 5am club by Robin Sharma. So when I was looking at this list of six books, I thought it was so interesting that there was about half of these books had a real like masculine energy to them. Like 
how to squeeze the most out of your life, how to squeeze the most productivity out of a short amount of time, like how to be efficient, how to be smart, how to be productive. And then here we've got woman code and do less that are this are the opposite of that. They're a real, just a totally different approach. And I think that's a good representation of how my mind works. And I need both. Like I am an Enneagram three. So I really struggle with the belief that my worth is equated to my productivity. And so I have a, a lean to, to be drawn towards books that are about productivity because that's where I think I get my worth from. But I also need this balance of education and insight and influence that is reminding me that my, you know, my worth is in Jesus. My worth is in God. My worth is, has nothing to do with my productivity. And not that Kate Northrup is necessarily a Christian or that she talks about God in any of her books, but just that type of energy I think I need as well. So, you know, as opposed to focusing on like how to fit it all in, time management, leaning it in, you know, so many books that are geared towards ambitious women are are written like that. Do less, it really embraces the notion that through doing less, women can have and be more. And we have this addiction. And when I say we, I am guilty of this myself, that I have an addiction to busyness and an obsession with always trying to do more. And I know so many women struggle with that as well. And it leads us, especially working moms, to feel like we are always failing our families. We are always failing our careers, our spouses, ourselves. Like I was just talking to my husband about this last night that I feel like I'm not doing stellar in any area right now. I'm like mediocre (laughs) at everything, which is really, really hard. So this book, Do Less, it really helps give you the permission and the tools to change the way that we approach our lives and it allows us to embrace living in tune with our cyclical nature. Like I mentioned earlier with woman code that we, as women, we have four cycles for a reason. We have so many examples of how cyclical nature is really the way that we were designed to thrive. There are four seasons, right? We don't expect Ashlyn and I are both in Boise, right? So we're like experiencing the gloriousness of spring right now, but we had to go through the deadness of winter. <laughs> and it's not that things weren't happening during winter, there, but everything was happening underneath the ground, underneath the surface, right? There was a lot of just drawing in. And then now there's like, it's a time of fruition. So, you know, we've got four phases of the moon. We've got just all these really examples, great examples in nature of cycles. And I think that when we tune into that as women as well, you know, we need those times of rest. We need those times of being able to push and push, but then allow ourselves to recover from it. So anyways, when we're just, when we're able to cut out that excessive busyness from our lives, I really think that we have more satisfaction. We have more joy. Um, the work that we're putting out is more meaningful. So that's why I I just couldn't leave do less out of this, um, list. That's why six is a weird number to have. Five probably would have sounded a little bit more catchy, but I couldn't leave do less out of this because I personally need that balance of both that masculine pushing productivity and also that feminine, like your worth is not in what you produce, Lindsay. So after listening to that list, for sure, I need to read do less because I could totally relate to how you're feeling. And I feel like I'm kind of in that same 
stage with you right now. And I think it's because we have a lot on our plates and a lot we're trying to achieve, but I'm going to put that one on my list and read it. (laughs) So that was a super generous list that Lindsay gave us. And she gave us all the details so that you don't even have to read the back of the book blurbs anymore. You guys, you can just figure out if this book is for you or not. And I know Lindsay has a ton more up her sleeve. So make sure you reach out to her to get the rest of her list. Thank you so much for listening. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review our show. It means so much to us. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us. if You subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison.